What is up you guys? Welcome to episode three of Stride. Today I am here with my friend Alina and we are going to be talking about the power of community. Say hey Alina. Hey everybody. I'm honored to be here. We're happy you're here. Um, today we're going to talk about the power of community and the first thing I want to do is have Alina share how me and her met and after that she's going to share her testimony with y'all. So take it away, girl. Okay, so this is from what I remember, of course. Um, I had just recently gotten plugged into the church and um, I heard they were having a house hang at Alyssa's house, not knowing at all that it was her house, you know, and I ended up showing up. I was so nervous. Um, I really only knew like my small group, which was like five people and it was like a house full of people. Um, I think they had like 40 people here. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of people. It was it was kind of intimidating, but like also like everybody welcomed me with open arms. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, and then you know, I would stay in community, hanging out just at young adults nights and and um, things like that, just trying to get plugged in more and yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we met. I know. <laughs> I would not, let me tell you something, I would not be here without Alyssa, where I'm at oh, in my walk. Thank you. Yes. So, we're going to get into that, um, but I guess I'll go ahead with my testimony now. Yeah. Um, okay, so, let's see, I grew up going to church just like randomly here and there, not consistent at all. Um, it wasn't ever like priority in my house growing up. Um, but obviously I knew what Jesus had done on the cross, just yeah. never really had a personal relationship with him, never really even heard that term until I got saved really. And, um, so I kind of always felt myself drawn to going to church. Like there was a really close friend of mine when I was growing up, she, she would I always knew and I could count on their family going to church every weekend. Yeah. So I was I felt myself drawn to that growing up, but then like um, kind of, you get into like junior high, like middle school, junior high, high school. I, I was really heavily into sports. And so that took up a lot of time. Um, and I didn't really, it, church was not a priority at all. Right. Um, so then come high school and junior high and everything, you know, you're starting to get in, introduced to like the party scene and everything. Yeah. Um, and like, I so badly wanted to fit in and be a part of it and just, it's cause it's what everyone else was doing. Yeah. I feel like it's part of the culture, like growing up in high school, like people are like, you're not cool unless you go to the party. You're not cool unless you do this. Yeah. And so like, we always all just want to fit in. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, wanting to find my identity in that kind of took the reins really. And I had noticed like I was raised around people who were heavy drinkers mm-hmm. and like also did the whole party scene too so that I think had a lot to do with it um just wanting to be a part of that um so yeah uh made some bad choices got into high school still like chasing the party scene into college same thing it was boys it was drinking it was blacking out on the weekends it was I was a party girl that's for sure yeah um and then come covid we're all in lockdown. I moved back home from from college, and um, 
my, we had to put my dog down and he was like my dog from my childhood, literally my pride and joy. <laughs> like Love the puppies. Yeah, yeah. He was literally my heart and soul. And um, yeah, so we had to go put him down. It was literally the hardest thing I've ever, ever, ever had to do. Um, we were in the room with him. They were almost not gonna let us all go in because of COVID with all the restrictions. Oh, wow. And I was like, no, I have to be there. And yeah. so they kind of gave us a pass. And and I I just remember just laying there. They they put him down and that was it. And I literally lost it. Mm. And that, it was the most heartbreaking thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And so like having to heal from that. And then <clears throat> also like m- a few months later, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And so that was just another like shot to like my heart really and so I was just like broken at my lowest point obviously chasing worldly things didn't satisfy and it was just literally like so I was in the darkest valley and I mean the Lord met me there and I had seen things on social media about God and like one of my really good friends who's also a big reason as to why I'm where I am today um I saw her start posting her Bible on Instagram and I was like, what is this Bible thing? Like people read their Bibles. And so I ended up downloading the Bible app and just getting curious. And I, um, I started reading the word. I, I mean, the Lord met me in, in that dark time. I remember crying out and just like crying myself to sleep, really. Yeah. Just like praying to God. And it was like, you're literally in the lowest point that's there's nothing else for you to to go to i mean there are other things but like there was nothing else for me like yeah. it was god and um and so yeah. there's actually a scripture whenever you said that it made me think of it mm-hmm. um even though i walk through the valley of the yeah. shadow of death i will fear no evil for god is with me yeah and that's like, like that's just a really powerful scripture i thought of when you were talking yeah, literally but go ahead that's good um and so I, yeah, I, I would just see that in, in other people and like on social media and I just got curious and it turned into really chasing the Lord and then becoming more curious about going to church and like mm. I knew I had to find something. Yeah. Um, and, but I, I knew I wasn't going to take the step myself. Yeah. So I started praying about like where, where do I, where do I go? Like what is church for me? I started looking up like churches online because I, you're still trying to figure out like, well, what is like truth what is the right church and like you know stuff like that and so I was praying and I would go back and forth to work every day and I passed this church and I started getting so curious about it and I was like I really want to try and go so I started watching online actually and I was at work one day and my friends were talking about church and like where they go and um and um one of the girls said it's community bible church and I was like I literally pass that every single day. I was like, I've been thinking about going, like I have to go now. And she was like, yeah, girl, come. So I went, kind of started getting plugged in there. And then like, this is when I was back in school after lockdown. Um, and then I get back home after graduating college and you know, you have to like kind of restart, to like start fresh. Yeah, which and is so, hard. Yeah, it's very hard. And so I, um, I prayed and prayed and prayed again. The Lord answered literally the same girl I was talking about who was posting on her like the on her Instagram stories her bible 
um, she's actually my next door neighbor. Her name's Maddie. She texted me and she was like, hey girl, like I'm starting my small group this week. Like if you wanted to come, it's, it's tonight, like whatever. And like, I was literally praying for that. And the Lord, the Lord answered yeah. in that. And I, I was like, yes, I have to. Yeah. And so and I feel like that not only gave you like a church to start going to, but it yes. also like opened the door for community. Yeah. Because I mean, I was nervous to, to go to, it's, it's nerve wracking going to a new church, especially like one where it's kind of like a bigger church yeah. with a lot of people. And like, yeah, it was very intimidating for me. And like, I, I know that I just wanted truth, yeah. but I also wanted community. And I saw yeah. that in other people and I was like, God, I want that. And he literally answered yeah. and like, I said yes. And that was the best choice I ever made saying yes to that because it, it has snowballed into this, this, like, yeah. like more than you can ask, think or imagine, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God for the trials and the open doors. Yes, yes. He will use your lowest moments for sure. Yeah. Well, going from, like, moving home, reconnecting Mm -hmm. with Maddie, Mm -hmm. going to her small group, Mm -hmm. um, getting plugged into a church and community, what what would you describe or define community as? Like, what is community to you? Um, so I think it's just, like surrounding yourself with with like-minded like godly people who are all chasing the same thing who all love Jesus mm. and it's the people who will who will stand mm. in the gap for you when when you can't you know hold yourself up or when the, like when you can't pray for yourself yeah you know that's good um so yeah so do you think so thinking of like world like worldly community being like the person you were like living for the things of the world like when you were partying and drinking Mm -hmm. and doing the things that didn't align with the bible how do you think community is different between that and what you live now i think it's just overall more fulfilling really like yeah Yeah. like literally and maybe it's part of me like my desires have changed but truthfully like you're not being fulfilled the way that the Lord fulfills you in the world and, yeah. and in worldly community. Like, even, like, stepping away from your godly community and going into the world, like, it's it's not, it's not as fulfilling, really, I feel like, because, because you don't have those people around you. Like, in, you're not in their presence for them mm-hmm. to hold you at- accountable and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I think accountability, like, for me was a big thing, like, yes, coming definitely. into my Christian walk because, like, I had people, like, checking in, like, how are you reading? What book of the Bible are you yeah. reading? Like, how's your prayer life? Yes. Asking all the things, all the things. So, I feel like I always had to, like, stay on top of it myself. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, I'm reading the book of James and, like, this yeah. is what my prayer life looks like and this is what I feel like God's speaking to me because I always felt like people at church or people in my small group were mm-hmm. asking me questions and I yeah. felt like I always had to like be prepared yeah. because of course like I want to be somebody who like can share and be vulnerable because that like wasn't mm-hmm. who I was before I got saved yeah. so that was like a big thing for me was accountability too yeah definitely how do you think um moving from worldly community to godly community like how how was the transition of like 
did you let go of your old friends? Like, do you still talk to them? Like, like, how does those relationships look like now that you're saved? I think it's really hard. It is a hard adjustment to make. Um, but honestly, for me personally, I do still talk to some of those people because I was, I grew up with them, like, since I was a little itty bitty mm, yeah so it's hard to just let go of that but also you have to know your limits and you have to like guard yourself really yeah that's when it good. comes to that stuff because like e- the enemy could easily convince you and like mm. take those those little yeah you know easily and have you backslide yeah he can he can wreck you so yeah i think um I actually like guarding your heart is like a big thing for me. I remember at our um, young adult ministry at church, um, somebody preached one time on guarding your heart. And it was like, I never really thought about it until like this sermon. Mm -hmm. And it was so good because not even against worldly things, we have to guard our heart, but we have to guard our heart. Even what like what Christians speak over us, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I feel like somebody thinks that they're saying or praying or telling you encouraging you with things and that like sometimes like they don't know it but it doesn't align with the bible right and so i think that's important like for us to know the knowledge and Mm -hmm. the wisdom and the scripture that like comes to our life because you obviously want to rebuke like whatever Mm -hmm. isn't biblical in your in your life that people are speaking about you Mm -hmm. so i think yeah guarding your heart's a big thing definitely i was thinking about that earlier like just having wisdom in those choices that you're making if you're if you're stepping out into a worldly environment you have to make sure that you are prayed up you are prepared for anything to make you step out of alignment out of the like out of your path you know that's good yeah (laughs) um one scripture that like i really love is proverbs 27 17 and it says as, sh- as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I think that kind of goes back to accountability with, like, as iron sharpens iron, like, you rub two pieces of iron together, obviously, like, mm-hmm. think about, like, when you're sharpening a knife, you use it to, like, you use the sharpening tool or whatever to, like, sharpen the edge of it. Well, like, I feel like when a Christian and a Christian come together and, like, they're feeding off of one another, kind of like what we're doing yeah. now, like, we're helping each other grow and grow closer to God. Like, yeah. honestly, sometimes that and like realizing it. Right. And I just think that's like a really, a really important aspect too. That's definitely. But is there a scripture that you stand on or that you like, like to dwell in and think about or rely on whenever you're thinking about community or just in life in general? Um, so... This one is Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, Mm -hmm. especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And it's like, we, that, that is godly community. It's coming together and it's not to be nasty to each other and to put each other down. It's to encourage each other. And, yeah. and, and we want to, we, the goal is to make each other better. Yeah. So we should be good. lifting people up and we should be speaking life into each other. And yeah. you should do that to anyone and everyone you come in contact with. But like speaking on godly community specifically, like definitely should, should be lifting up each other, especially because yeah. we're all walking through something. 
you know? And like, that's when we need it most. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. I, um, I have a scripture written down and it's Matthew 18, 20. And it says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And I think about this scripture Mm -hmm. a lot. I think a lot of people relate it back to prayer Mm -hmm. and like when people pray over each other and like, it's like the more people are there, the more powerful your prayer can be because of how many people are agreeing with you and how many people are like standing with you. So has there ever been a time where somebody prayed over you and encouraged you or did anything like, I mean, it could have just been one person or a couple people, but just in general, like where people came together and like trusted in, trusted in the Lord and like what they were praying Mm -hmm. in agreement for you. Yes. Um, definitely. You are one of those people. Um, so actually we were at a meeting for our young adults night, Mm -hmm. um, before service one day and I had just been having a rough couple days, um, just walking through some, some stuff, like just having a hard time. Yeah. And after the meeting or when the meeting was kind of coming to an end, our pastor was like, I want, I want y'all to have like pick a prayer partner and pray for each other. And I literally like that he turned up the worship music and I literally lost it. Like. I couldn't even speak. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know how you have those moments where, like, everything just, like, comes out? Yeah. So, it was, like, one of those moments. And you and another one of our friends came up to me and literally just started laying hands and praying over me. I didn't even say a word. I do remember this night. I didn't even say a word. I do remember this. Started praying over me. And, um... They were, like, praying over my family, whatever. And then you must have had a word from the Lord or something because it spoke to exactly <laughs> what, Praise what God. I was going through. Praise God. Um, so, yeah, that was that was incredible. And it's, like, that's the, that's the thing I'm talking about for people. Yeah. For people who are going to stand in the gap for you when you can't, when you can't pray for yourself. Yeah. You that's know? good. Um, a really big scripture that reminds me whenever you said that people stand in the gap for you is Ecclesiastes 4.12. And it talks about, um, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me that, like, the more people that you have, like, standing behind you in prayer and encouraging you and lifting you up and even holding you accountable and all the things, like, that's, like, the more strength you have yeah. in the Lord and, like, mm-hmm. the more that you can like block the enemy from attacking you Mm -hmm. because you have all these people that you can text or reach out to or talk to a church or small group to be praying for you. And like the more people that are praying for your needs, the more people are in your corner and that's more defense that you have against the enemy. And of course, like God is all you need, but it doesn't hurt to have people in your corner who are also believing in faith with you. Right. And that God, that God is using, you know? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel like as a Christian and somebody saved now, mm. how do you feel like you can still encourage people and hang out with people who aren't Christians? Mm-hmm. Um, cause obviously like the Bible says, like we're called to be the light of the world and like our light doesn't, our light doesn't die out. Like as long as we stay close to the Lord and mm-hmm. all the things. So how do you feel like you encourage people when you're with them or people who are non-believers to like know who the Lord is and be aware of the God that we serve. Mm, that's a good question. 
I think it can be hard sometimes because, um, like, especially when it's someone familiar with, with who you were in the world and that when they don't know who you are now, like, it, it can be hard because it makes it easier for the enemy to come in, right? Like, take over and steal, like, um... But definitely, like, I feel like I find myself when somebody, like, who isn't necessarily um, walking with the Lord come to me for advice specifically, I always try to shift their perspective. Mm, that's good. And and speak positivity and life over the situation yeah. that they might be talking about. Because a lot of times, especially if you don't know the Lord, it's so easy. And and people who are saved, yeah. meet, sometimes I struggle with being negative. Mm. But yeah. especially talking to those people who don't know the Lord, like how much more of a light can you be if yeah, you're speaking if you're speaking life and positivity and just joy into their situation, into yeah. their circumstance. I think something you said about your testimony, like when you were younger, mm-hmm. you said that there was a certain friend mm-hmm. that you always knew their family was going to go to church. Yeah. And I think like when you were talking about that, it made me think like you are that person to some people. Yeah. Like, you know, and like me and like Christians in general, like our worldly friends or f- some friends that maybe we've like set boundaries with that mm-hmm. we used to hang out with all the time they know that we've changed and like that we live for the Lord. And I feel like some people in their heart, they know that's better, but they're not ready to let go of the things Mm -hmm. of the world. But when in doubt, they will reach out to us. And there was a time a couple, a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago or two or three months ago, my best friend from high school texted me and she was like, Hey, like, and it was such a simple question. Like what, what translation of the Bible should me and my boyfriend be reading? And I was like, Praise oh my God. gosh. I was That's like amazing. jumping for joy, like so excited. Like I was telling all my coworkers, I was like, yo, like <laughs> guess what happened? And like, it was like such a small thing. Yeah. And like, just to hear that, like she's seeking God and like, mm-hmm. she's searching for him. And like, they know what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, like they're taking steps to build that faith with the Lord mm-hmm. and like that relationship. It was yeah. just literally like the best text ever. It yeah, just like awesome. completely, completely just flew my faith through the ceiling <laughs> because I was like, God, you're literally so good. Yeah, literally. Like just amazing. So anyway, are there any last points that you want to tell anybody or any takeaway points that you think people should know before we wrap up? Um, I do want to note that like when you're, when you're, going around worldly friends or or just gonna call them up or anything like you need to you need to know your own limits and um yeah that's good and it's also important to stick by them like obviously if they're calling you into sin run the other way yeah and stand firm in what you believe yeah that's good alina but but you still need to be there for them because we're all human and we all want the same things. Like, like we're all searching for joy. We're all yep. searching for something, yeah, right? That's, that's what I was searching for. And so, how much, how much more can you be a light and you show them the truth, Lord? I, I don't know why I said Lord. Sorry. Uh, how much more can you be a light and show them truth? Because you know it and you have that. Yeah. You know. 
And I think it's so important because so many people, like, like you said, they're searching, yes. like they're searching for something. And I, th- and like we were too, like we were not Christians five years ago, right? you know, and yeah. like, you're always looking for something to fill the yeah. hole. And somebody said something at church the other day, they were playing it on the big screen. They said, I was always searching for something that could fill a God-sized hole, but yeah. the only thing that can fill that hole is God. Yes. And that was so good. so good because it's so true. Yes. And as Christians, we can look back now and say, like, these are all the things that I used to want. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I could completely do without those things. Right. You know? Yeah. And even, like, it's hard for me sometimes because I'm still navigating, like, what is a good boundary and how much is too much. Mm. And um, you just have to, honestly, you have to walk through it to learn it. And you have to just, like, if if you feel like you're about to cross a line or you're coming close to a line, you're probably not making the right choice. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, it's definitely something I'm still learning. It's a process. I mean, we're all going through this sanctification. Sanctification. Right? Come yeah. on, girl. Come on. So, yeah, just give yourself grace and um, just cling to the Lord. He'll give you yeah. the strength to get through. He'll give you everything you need. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Any last points? I guess I'll uh, give a quick recap. Yeah, my, go ahead. My, well, it was three points, but I, I, I came up with four. because. Praise God. Come on. God is good. Um, he will give us the words to speak. Yeah, so the three biggest things I feel like people need to kind of stay grounded in godly community mm-hmm. is to remember to be humble. We are called to be servants. And That's so, yeah. yes, like just remember that we're here to serve others and like we're all walking through something and just set aside your pride when you feel the Lord saying like maybe you should go pray for that person or like yeah it's it's hard it it is so hard yeah but like they probably need it if the Lord is telling you like they know the Lord knows what they need yeah and so for him to be calling you into that is like is it's going to be an answered prayer for them, you know? And I think sometimes people will tell you their problems mm-hmm. because they want you to pray for them, but they don't know how to, like, ask, yeah. like, can you pray for me? Because mm-hmm. it's, like, something they're not used to, yeah. you know? I know we were talking about that the other day, so. Yeah, yeah and being obedient in that um, when you feel the nudge from the Lord, you know? Um, yeah, that's good. So, also, that something that goes to being humble, it's, like, it takes humility and, um, and trust. Mm, yeah. And trust in others. Because how can you be a community if you don't trust each yeah, other? Yeah, I think that's a big thing. And I think that's a big thing that the world lets us down with. You mm-hmm. know, like, I feel like when you come into, like, godly community, it's so it's so much easier to trust people because mm-hmm. you know who they're following, right? But whenever you're in, God, like, worldly community, it's like... I feel like people switch up when you sit. And I'm not saying it can't happen in right. Christian churches and godly community, but I feel like it happens more in worldly community. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because you don't know what they're chasing and, or where they are. What's the source of, yeah. oh, that's good. of their, I guess, reasoning, you know? Yeah. Um, and then number two is to give grace and be patient mm. because we're all humans We've all, we've all been where some, where most people are, yeah. you know, you're not the only one who has gone through that trial yeah. or that tribulation, right. you know, we've all gone is, through something. What does our pastor always say? 
oh, I'm not where I, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Period. Always grow. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Um, and then number three is to see others the way God sees them, Mm. which is kind of what they were talking about at service this weekend. Um, people, humans are valuable in God's eyes and that's the way that we should see them. And it can be hard to, or it can be easy sometimes to, if somebody catches an attitude, catch it right back or like give it right back to them. But like, they're probably going through something and it's something I struggle with, especially within my family. Um, like you just want to bite back, you know, and, and it, how much more of a, how, how much more can we be like Christ if we just pause and yeah. take a second and, and, and say, Lord, how do you want me to respond in this? Yeah. The book of James really helped me with that because yeah. I like, I clap back so quick sometimes yes. without even thinking. Yeah. And I read the book of James and it talked all about like taming your tongue yeah. and like speaking life instead of death. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. really good book of the Bible to read yeah. for that. Yeah, because we should be loving others. Um, yeah. Just like Christ loves us. Amen. And then my fourth one, because I couldn't just stop at three, um, is do not be afraid of being vulnerable. Mm, that's good. Something I've definitely struggled with mm-hmm. before. Because how can you grow in community and grow with those that you're walking with if you're not vulnerable and you don't open up? with what you're going through yeah how can people pray for you if you're not telling them hey this is what's going on i need help yeah you know i think i struggle with that like it's so much easier for me even for myself to pray over other people than it is to pray over myself Mm -hmm. or to ask for prayer it's like i've I've always had that wall up Mm -hmm. and there's such a cliche and it says people don't people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care Mm -hmm. and i feel like when you when you, when you show people that you care about them and that you're there for them, like, they're willing to open up that much more, yeah, you know? Right. So. Yeah. Let those yeah. walls down. Yeah. Because somebody can help you through what you're, what you're walking with. Yeah. What you're walking through and what you're struggling with. That's good. Yeah. So that's it. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's so this good. Was fun. Definitely a great recap. Yeah. I hope Definitely. this blesses somebody. Yeah. And, and we the Lord will use you for good. Yes, period. Yeah. What God has a plan. For evil, what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn for good. Amen. Amen. Everybody listening will receive that. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Next You're week we have dun, 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 one of our friends, Christian Suarez, is Ooh. gonna come talk about his perspective on the power of community. So I'm super excited and super stoked for that. So make sure make sure y'all tune in for episode four and we will see you next time. Bye guys. Bye.